Blog Talk Radio. This land is mine. God gave this land to me. This brave and ancient land to me. Then I see a land where children can run free. So take my hand and walk this land with me and walk this lovely. But for that to happen, you have to know who God is, actually. Know his name, use his name, recognize what he had to say, what he is offering, what he expects in return. Coming home to Yahweh has always been the right answer. Now it is the only answer. We're going to begin today before we return to the first Mismore Psalm, as it was scribed in first person by Doe to David the Messiah, Son of God, uh, and our Savior, uh, by assessing the predicament that Jews are in. Mm -hmm. Whether you are a Jew and you live in Israel, or you're half of the Jewish population and you live someplace else, uh, it is quickly becoming almost impossible for you to survive without being harassed to the same scale we saw during the pogroms throughout Europe, during the Holocaust and the lead up to it throughout uh, Europe, and uh, what we witnessed on October 7th uh, in Israel. Uh, This is not a phenomenon that is just germane uh, to the nation of Israel, but is germane to Jews everywhere. Um, It has been lurking under the shadows for a very long time. But with October 7th and with the most heinous, monstrous, inhuman attack of the last 2,000 years, progressives and Muslims formed a bond. And they collectively are doing everything in their power to delegitimize Jews and Israel. And the truth is no longer even relevant to them. Um, For them, like the Biden administration now is saying, there's no way to guarantee Israel's existence as a state without a state for the Palestinians. I've said this so many times, but until Israel 
recognizes that there is no such thing as a Palestinian, and even to use the term, unless it's used mm-hmm. in a derogatory fashion, to point out the truth, that there hasn't been a Palestinian for 2,300 years, and that right. it is nothing but a marketing myth uh, that is quite recent in its development, although the name uh, Philistia was, uh, was remarketed by Hadrian, the great mass murderer of Jews, uh, to dissuade Jews from having a loyalty to their land, to Judea, um, Yahuda. Mm-hmm. And it was maintained by academics that were in love with all things Latin, but it was a farce then. And to call oneself right. A, a Palestinian is, is just a joke. If you do their DNA, the DNA comes from all over the Muslim world. Or they have no mm-hmm. common DNA other than they interbreed uh, as if they still haven't learned the lessons of, of genetics, uh, which is one of the reasons they have such high birth defects and why their IQ is uh, 30 points below the rest of the world. Right. Uh, they've done this to themselves, but there is no such thing as a Palestinian and and Israel and Jews. You are not going to survive unless you're willing to take this this point on. It's just the reality of it. Israel, you are not going to survive unless you do what I recommended the uh, the evening uh, following um, October seventh, which is that. Every victim of October 7th has to have a large Internet presence devoted to he or she with pictures of their life and their activities, the things that they were planning to accomplish, their loves, their family, then the pictures of what specifically happened to them. Not grade back, not blurred, and all of its graphic detail. And mm-hmm. for those that would say that's not fair to the parents of those people or their children or their mothers or fathers, their siblings, their wives, I'm telling you just the opposite. If you don't do that, they died and were mutilated and harassed and raped for nothing. If you do it, then, and it should have been done three months ago, then at least you can silence some of the critics that talk about how Israel is unjust in their response to Hamas. But it is a necessity. It's not an option. It has to be everyone. The crime scene, the autopsy, everything. What happened on that day is so grotesque, the world needs to be confronted with what kind of beast would do such a thing. Yes. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is that, Israel, you you don't don't have a leg to stand on anymore. Your own government is about to explode. You've got three men, all of whom are egomaniacs, um... The sanest of them now is, is, is 
been for a long time my least favorite because of his allegiance to the ultra-religious, which I think are a blight, a parasite on Israel. But nonetheless, the only person that is actually talking sensibly now is the man that's lost popularity in Israel, but that's Netanyahu. He's the only one that is willing to say that while I'm prime minister, there will be no state of Hamasistan or, or of Fatahistan. Mm-hmm. He's right. But with Gallant and with Gantz, who would sacrifice hundreds more Jewish lives, these are some of the finest young men you'll ever come to know if you study the histories of these young men that have sacrificed their lives to root out Hamas and Gaza. You will have sacrificed their lives in vain. That's not fair. Because... Quite frankly, there is a 0% chance of wiping Hamas out. None. And even if it were possible to wipe out Hamas, they're simply a symptom. That's the biggest problem. Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Islamic Jihad, all of them are symptoms. So Mm -hmm. what is the common denominator between the PLO, Fatah, Islamic Jihad, Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt. Egypt of Israel. What, what, is, what is the common denominator? Islam. It's always Islam. Islam, stupid. Islam. Yeah. It is the most demonic, deadly, dastardly, mm-hmm. inhumane religion ever conceived by man. Yeah. You know, Allah is Satan. I don't say that to be pejorative. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it is the only rational conclusion that can be drawn from the evidence. And I know it better than anyone on earth. So your IDF cannot prevail in wiping out Hamas. It's impossible. So why are they there? And if the plan is to have them flail away at Hamas while the world decides they hate Jews and want to eliminate Israel as a state. If your plan is to continue to do that until 99% of the world despises Jews and Israel and then leave and turn it over to a Islamic government, how's that going to be any different than what you did in Gaza 20 years ago? How's that going to be any different than what you did in the West Bank? How's that going to be any different than anything else Israel has done where it thought that, you know, we can have a a free and peaceful Islamic neighbor? Is everyone in Israel ignorant of Islam? But I understand the progressives in Israel are thoughtless. They're like the progressives worldwide. And evidence and reason matter not to them. It's all about their attitude, their opinions. And their opinion is, give the terrorist a state of their own. Well, if you think that what you witnessed in Gaza was bad, give them a state where Israel can't do what it's doing now and see what happens. So 
understand that what happened too on on October 7th was a complete failure of the only institution in Israel that has heretofore had any credibility, the IDF. They were told what was going to happen. They had a dossier on it. All of the intelligence said this is what's going to happen. They had the most sophisticated fence in the world separating Gaza from Israel. And yet it took them 8, 12 hours before they had a sensible response. And then more than a month before they mobilized to do anything about it. And then they came up with a plan that is so idiotic, all it has done is angered the world and made Israel more vulnerable. You've done everything wrong, Israel. And the problem now is that Gaza was home to 2 million Muslims. There are 2 billion Muslims in the world. It's a thousand times. Now, I'm not going to tell you that the next attack on Israel is going to be a thousand times greater, so that rather than 2,000, there'd be 2 million jihadists. But I'm here to tell you it'd be at least 100 times greater. There'll be 100 times more rockets. There will be 100 times more jihadists. Israel can't continue to survive having all of its population in the north and the south and uh, and hotels and temporary facilities in exile in their own country. And so they will return to the border communities. And once they do, it's only a matter of time. I can't tell you if it's going to happen next month, next year, but I can tell you it will happen within the next six years. And that is that it will be a hundred times the attack. And Israel is not going to be able to survive this without suing for peace on terms that will be exceedingly unappealing. And ultimately, 10 years from now, it will be all over for Israel without Yahweh's personal intervention with Doe, Jeremiah. But the issue there is that if you are not part of the covenant, if you haven't returned home to Yahweh, if you have not accepted Dode as your Messiah, that's David, as the Son of God, as the man who fulfilled Pesach, Matzah, and Bakurim, so that you might live, so that you might appear perfect in God's eyes, so that you might be part of his family so that you might be enriched and empowered by him. If you have not done these things prior to his return, you're not going to be among those who continues to live. And Israel, you're you're a nation divided between progressive politics and right-wing wackos and religious parasites. There will be no overtly political, no overtly progressive, no overtly religious, even among Jews, that will survive those return with Yahweh. The first condition of the covenant, to walk away from Babel, as Abraham did, now some 4,000 years ago. 
So this is your situation, Israel. Whether you are a Jew in Israel, a Israelite, or you are a Jew living in America or in the West, uh, apart from Yahweh, your days are numbered. You're not going to survive this one, apart from Yahweh. Fortunately, Yahweh's there, but as we were talking before this show began, even with the single most vicious inhuman attack by a religious entity against an ethnic community and certainly in the last 2,000 years. And with the world galvanized against Israel, the victim of this atrocity, blaming Israel for war crimes and genocide and occupation and apartheid and every manner of thing that's not true. And with Israel having no sane defense and no uh, credible leadership, there is no hope. And I'm not telling you that to be the uh, sayer of doom. I'm just telling you that's reality. And yet one would have thought that after Well, it's been 3,000 years since Israel was united in their appreciation of Yahweh behind a leader who knew and loved Yahweh. That was David 3,000 years ago. And for the past 3,000 years, you've been rebellious and you've had your tush kicked all over this planet. It's time to try something different, and the only sane approach is to do what Hezekiah did. Return to the Torah, stop being religious, scrub all religious associations out of your life, out of your home, away from your family, disavow religion, disavow politics, return to Yahweh. And you will live forever. Nothing can harm you. Here, I have written the most overtly condemning book of Islam ever published. Mm-hmm. I have received thousands upon thousands of death threats as a result of doing so. I have never once ducked. I have never once <laughs> had to fight for my survival. I published it in my own name. I did 5,000 radio shows explaining that Islam and terrorism were coterminous and that Allah was Satan and proved it. And I'm in the midst now of rewriting Prophet of Doom as Goddamn Religion, volumes 1, 2, 3, and 4. Now, if I can survive that, doing it under my own name, doing it boldly and bluntly, and writing four volumes exposing and condemning Christianity, proving that it's a false religion, while at the same time writing volumes, particularly the Babel series, proving that Judaism is the most damning religion to Jews ever. And I can survive that. And I can boldly come on this program and tell you these things, then rest assured, 
Yeah, I was in the protection business. If you're doing what he wants done, nothing bad is going to happen to you. And only good things are going to happen. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want you to worship him. He doesn't want you to bow down to him. He doesn't want you to go off and kill anybody for him. He doesn't want you to venerate anybody for him. He wants you to come to know him and respect him. To disavow your associations with religion and politics and to walk to him along the seven-step path that he has provided. Trust and rely upon him. Allow him to perfect you. Closely examine and carefully consider the terms and conditions that he is asking and offering as it relates to the benefits of the Bereth Covenant. This is what is before you. This is why the book said yada ya, it's yadaya.com. Yada means to know. Yah is the familiar form of Yahweh's name. God has but one name. It is Yahweh. But you can be very friendly with him once you get to know him and call him Yah. You can call him Dad, too, if you like. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. He is my friend. He is my benefactor. He is my teacher. He is my father. He is Yah. He is Yahweh. He just so happens to be the creator, the God of the universe. And everything he's offering is uplifting and enriching and enabling and enlightening, emancipating. And what he's asking from us is all in our interest, including disavowing religion and politics. So that's where we are. And I want Israel to be aware of that. I want Jews to be aware of that. Uh, We are delighted when a Gentile, when a Goyim chooses to get to know Yahweh, to disavow any religious entanglements and political entanglements, you cannot be conspiratorial, you cannot be political, you cannot be religious, you cannot be patriotic and be part of God's family. If you're willing to forego those things and listen to what God has to say, accept what he is asking and accept what he is offering, then you're part of the covenant family and your future both over these next 10 years and forevermore is assured. I would highly recommend it. If not, mm-hmm. whether you're Goyim or Gentile, the next 10 years are going to be horrific. It's not just Israel that's going to suffer. The whole world's going to be brought to its knees. And there is an alternative. So the, there is actually good news that things are very bad uh, the world over. And they're going to get vastly worse. And the good news is that up to this point, very few people have accepted what Yahweh has to offer. And eventually it's going to get so bad that a reasonable number of people are finally going to be open to God's message. I'm sorry and I'm embarrassed that it takes that to accept the truth when the truth is so much better than the lie. But nonetheless, that's where we are going to return just uh, as a quick synopsis of uh, Mismore 1.1 and 1.2 since it's been a few weeks since we uh, reviewed them. Um, but here are here's the opening line of what is the greatest beginning of any lyrics ever written. Joyful with me and blessed by me, Ashery. 
is the individual who, as a result of the relationship, does not walk in the counsel of those who are religious and incorrect, does not stand in the way of those who are misleading, neither sits nor dwells in the company of those who babble, confounding by scoffing and ridiculing. Mismore 1-1. Once upon a time, I would have looked at this and said, you know, Yahweh, why not? And this is Dode speaking, but he's inspired by Yahweh. I would have said, why not start with the positive? Why are you beginning with, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this? Do you know why he said, blessed by me is the individual who as a result of the relationship does not walk, halak, and the counsel of those who are religious or incorrect, does not stand in the way of those who are misleading, neither dwells in the company of those who babble, confounding and scoffing and ridiculing. Why did he begin that way? He won't talk to you if you don't. That's yeah, correct. If talking to you have to walk away. Yahweh did not introduce himself to Abraham until he had left Babel, Babylon. Mm-hmm. God does not reach out to and communicate with those who are still religious, who are still political. Unless you are willing to leave these things, recognize they're wrong, God's not going to reach out to you. Who was the greatest of the prophets? Oh, it's uh, obviously Moshe. 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 God says he's the greatest of the prophets. And God explains why. Because of the, the, the contribution that he played working with Yahweh to lead the children of Israel out of Mitzrayim, which is the crucibles of religious and political oppression, and to the promised land. What made Moshe acceptable? Certainly wasn't his good looks. He was 80 years old. Certainly wasn't his political connections. He was out on the lamb tending sheep in Arabia. It certainly wasn't his eloquence because he says, I've got a thick tongue. I don't speak well enough to do this job. Certainly wasn't his confidence. He said, no, no, I don't want to do that. What was it that made Moshe the only person on the planet that Yahweh said, that's my guy. Yeah, he knew all about it. What? He could return the knew it. Because he had walked away mm-hmm. from the politics, the religion, the militarization, the economics mm-hmm. of the caste system of Egypt. Yeah. He was disgusted by it. He put his life on the line to protest it. And then he walked away from it. That's what made him acceptable. So Dode, David, who was the smartest man who ever lived, particularly when it comes to things of God, the most articulate man who ever lived, pursuant to the things that matter most in life, God's favorite person, the only person that God said, he is my son, I am his father. The one person that, that Yahweh says, he is my chosen one. The one person that Yahweh said, I am personally anointing him, and not once, but three times. 
The reason he started this way is the same reason that Yahweh reached out to Moshe of all people on the planet. The same reason that he established the covenant with Abraham. They walked away from religious and political influence. So Dode is beginning the same way. Joyful and blessed by me. What he means by that is Dode is not only a great prophet who tells us what we need to know about Yahweh, but he is the one who came to fulfill Pesach and Matzah and Bakurim leading to Shavuah. He was the Passover lamb. He was the one who allowed his soul to be laden with every bit of the guilt of every covenant member, and he took it into Sheol, deposited it there, never to be seen again. And as a result, he was the firstborn on Bukutum, firstborn children, and then enriched and empowered thereafter on Shabuah. We exist for Teruah, which is to her- herald his commitment, his life, his lyrics, his compassionate act to save us and to herald his return along with Yahweh, which is on Yom Kippurim, the day of reconciliations as the sun sets in Jerusalem, October 2nd of 2033. That's how much time you have left. Or you have all eternity. So this begins by saying, don't be religious. If you want to benefit from what Dode is offering, which is everything, eternal life with Yahweh in the covenant family, then you can't be religious. You can't be hanging around those things which are misleading. You can't be around those who babble, confounding and ridiculing. So what's the alternative? I'm glad you asked. Instead, (laughs) by contrast, with the Torah teaching and guidance of Yahweh is what is valuable and matters to him. And in the Torah, directions and instructions, he meditates, giving serious thought and consideration to the information so as to speak decisively day and night. Mizmor, lyrics to be sung, Psalm. One, two. That's the choice. Cease being religious. Cease being political. Learn. Now, the Torah isn't that piece of shit that religious Jews call the Talmud, which they also call the Torah because, well, they are misappropriating the things of God. The Talmud is a piece of crap. Throw it away. Disregard it. Disrespect it. It is wrong. It is the Torah of Yahweh, not the Talmud of rabbis. It is the Torah teaching and guidance of Yahweh, which was scribed by whom? The very guy that had left Mitzrayim to liberate the children of Israel. And what was the first thing that happened between this man who had had it all, was in, you know, a part of Pharaoh's household and the most powerful 
kingdom on earth at the time. And now is an 80-year-old tending sheep out there in Arabia. What's the first thing that happened as their relationship began? You asked him his name. Yep, Yahweh said, introduced himself to him. Told him his name was Yahweh. That would be the only name that he ever wants to be known by throughout all eternity. Told him that, go tell the children of Israel that Yahweh is the God of Abraham, of Yishak, and Jacob. And it's Yahweh that intends to liberate them from religious and political servitude. Message echoes today. Torah does not mean law. Not even close. It's based on the verb yara. Uh, Yara means to teach, to guide, to direct, to instruct. There is no Hebrew word for obey. And so Yahweh wants us to listen to him, to closely examine what he has to say, and then anah, respond, answer him. And in his Torah directions and instructions, he meditates, giving serious thought to the information so as to speak decisively day and night. He reads and ponders, thinking intently, and then decides and roars this message. That's the path to Yahweh. We do not reach him through being religious. In fact, that takes you in the wrong direction. We do not reach Yahweh by prayer. He is not going to listen to any prayers. You're not going to find him on your knees. He asks those who want to come to him to stand up and walk with him. And rather than praying to him, he wants you to listen to him. You're going to find Yahweh by closely examining, carefully considering what he wrote and inspired to be written in the Torah and prophets. That's just the way it is. So if you want to meet God, come to know him as he is, form a relationship with him, you're invited to do so. But it is through these words. Now, in light of what Dode just revealed at the beginning of his first Mismore, <coughs> how is it even possible? that there are four billion Christians, Muslims, and religious Jews, all who have to ignore what he wrote. Oh. Dode opened his prophetic repertoire by firing a broadside that blew right through the faithful's keel, undermining Paul, Akiba, and Muhammad, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. They all wrongly claim that the Psalms were inspired by their God, and yet the Messiah and Son of God shattered everything they have written by saying that we ought not walk in the counsel of those who are religious and misleading. The very Torah, they all sought to either annul, augment, or abrogate, is advocated as the means to avoid the confounding ridicule of the religious by the man who was closest to God of anyone who has ever lived. Now, Paul established Christianity by going to war against the Torah. Akiba would misinterpret it at the onset of the Talmud, and Muhammad paid lip service to Toad, of course, and the Hoopy bird, or Hoopo bird, I think is the correct pronunciation. Mm -hmm. That's the talking bird of the uh, the Quran. 
uh, because uh, the uh, the weed of the uh, Quran has an army of birds and of demons, and that army of birds and demons has uh, the um, the hoopoe bird that is a talking bird uh, that runs messages uh, back and forth uh, to uh, help establish Islam around the uh, the world. The dode of the Quran, needless to say, is not the dode of the Torah and prophets. And I said the dode of the Torah and prophets. Dode is mentioned prominently in the Torah. Uh, the body in 18, as it uh, speaks of the one who will come after Moshe, who is uh, uh, of your people, who is like Moshe, this great Gabor, this dode. Mm-hmm. So the Torah and prophets speak of uh, of Dod, and um, and yet these religious edicts uh, all either replace him or demean him, or completely miscast him. I mean, Christianity robbed everything that Yahweh said about Dod to create the myth of Jesus Christ. Uh, Akiba created rabbinic Judaism by replacing Dod as the Messiah with Bar Kokhba, and Muhammad, of course, is the self-proclaimed Messiah of Islam. It's all by repurposing who Dode actually was. And there's nothing more aggravating to a father than demeaning and stealing from his beloved son. Unwilling to listen to the God who created man in his image, these men all created gods in their image and thereby failed those who believe them. The first sentence in the first psalm is a punch to the gut of the faithful. First, do not walk in the counsel of someone who is religious and thus incorrect. Second, do not stand with the person who is wrong and leads people astray. Third, don't sit or dwell in the company of an individual who babbles incoherently with their presumptuous interpretations and derisive ridicule. Fourth, after disassociating from an individual or institution, desire and delight in Yahweh's Torah, his teaching, giving his Torah guidance, serious thought and consideration day and night. The man at the center of God's plan centered his life on the Torah. He pondered its implications. He weighed its benefits so that his decisions were sound. In fact, every decision Dode made with his head based upon the knowledge he had of the Torah was right. He was a very emotional fellow too, and when he made decisions based upon his feelings, he was most often wrong. The beauty of that is that since Dode was very often wrong when he responded emotionally, and always right when he wrote his mismoor and when he spoke for God and when he answered based upon being a student of the Torah, then we know that we too can be beloved by God. We can be used by God by doing these very same things. Knowing that God will overlook our bad decisions, particularly if we focus on his teaching and accept what is right. Now, these same recommendations serve as the initial conditions of the covenant, as I have shared. It's why that preamble to Yisrael is so pertinent in the shadow of the first 
Mismore. It's the same message. We're asked to walk away from man's influence and then to come to trust and rely upon Yahweh's guidance. The beloved, inspired advice is the antithesis of Rabbi Akiba, Paul, and, and Muhammad. So we should acknowledge that Dode began his soliloquy for God's people by telling them that they would have to avoid and disavow religion and politics to walk with Yahweh through the Torah to the Father. We have said in these books, yadayah.com, on this program, Yadayah Radio, for 22 years now, Mm-hmm. that to be part of God's family, the first step is away from the family of man. That's what the first sentence, the first verse of the first mismore of the most important man who ever lived reveals. God's message is consistent, no matter who is speaking it. That's why this mismore is so important. Regardless of whether you have placed your faith in Paul, Akiba, or Muhammad in a conspiracy advocating reptilian overlords or government plots or political reformers or humanitarian philosophers, if you've been offered uh, advice from some spiritualist, it doesn't matter because you don't matter to God. You know, that reptilian overlords was always a, a joke until I began to, uh, to rewrite uh, goddamn religion and, uh, and deal with Islam. <laughs> Allah is a snake. He is the snake who slithered out of the garden. He is a lord. <clears throat> he is the ultimate reptilian overlord. Two billion people <clears throat> have a reptilian overlord. Who would have thought the conspiracy was right? Now, that's not how the conspiratorialists... <clears throat> Uh, speak of it, but nonetheless, they, that is true. Now, you uh, ran into, I guess, this week, uh, the secret uh, sign and handshake of those well, who are religiously conspiratorial, didn't you, Kirk? Yeah, it, it's a real religion. Uh, our painter came to the house to do some work, and, and he had to go get some paint at uh, Ace Hardware. And uh, he brought the paint, but he was uh, hoodwinked by the clerk who went into this diatribe on conspiratorial things, which he happens to not be involved with. And he asked him after a while, he said, why are you telling me these things? And he said, well, because you sent me the hand signal. <laughs> he said, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they would have a hand signal. Oh, yeah. Was. Yeah, I they don't, do. So don't do that in, in any story because they'll, they'll descend upon you like a locust and, and share all the latest words on what's going on with it was just, it was hilarious. We are the dumbest, we're as dumb as we can get. Yeah, it's, listen, it's astonishing what people believe. I mean, Judaism is reprehensible. And, uh, I mean, can you imagine, you you were called out of, uh, of Mitzrayim by a God who says, I want to liberate you from being, from servitude, from, from works-based salvation. And then you create a religion that uh, ignores the Torah for a, your own Talmud. You write out that God's name and make it a crime to even say it. And you create the most works-oriented religion ever. And for 
the past 2,000 years, all it has done is bring calamity and hatred upon you. And yet you now say that, well, proof that we're doing the right thing is that uh, we're suffering for it because this is God's way. How could you be so stupid? Mm -hmm. And of course, in Islam, they're worshiping a damn snake. I mean, they actually believe that physical bodies are going to be resurrected and either eternally tormented and tortured by hell's warden, who is Allah, in, uh, in hell, or subjected to pedophilic treats of young boys and girls in a garden of bliss. And that the only guaranteed entrance to the garden of bliss is to go off and kill a Jew. And yet there's two billion of those nincompoops. Yeah. You know, in Christianity, you believe that Paul was speaking for God when all he did was contradict God. Now, a man that contradicts the spirit that he says inspired him can't be telling the truth. It's impossible. These are not hard concepts. There was no Jesus. There was no Christ. There's no prophecies regarding a Jesus or a Christ. It's all replacement theology. God didn't turn on his people. Every end-time prophecy is God showing him returning to his people, reestablishing the covenant, reestablishing the Torah, reestablishing his people while eliminating the Goyim. So no, none of it has any possibility of being true. So how can people be that stupid? Then you look at conspiracies, and it's the religion of utter nincompoops. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it be flat earth or, or of, uh, false flags or of fake moon landings or of, of vaccines to control or chemtrails, I mean, yep. or the favorite, blame the Jews. It's all utter nonsense. Why would people, so many of them, probably 90 plus percent of the world, throw away their souls for something that stupid when Yahweh's message is so brilliant, so uplifting, so enriching? Why would you accept trash when you have access to something this wonderful? <laughs> I feel sorry for God to have offered all of this and to have his own people thumb their noses. Focus on the enjoyable and thoughtful aspects of Yahweh's Torah if you want to spend your eternity with God and with his son, Dode. Or you can retain an affinity for Akiba, continue his diaspora. He caused it. Hang out there with him. While it's not recommended, many have chosen to follow the example of a rapist and pedophile, the mass-murdering and demon-possessed terrorist of Islam, Muhammad, into hell. Billions also prefer the jaundiced rhetoric of the plague of death. Paul, following him to hell. Uh, choice is yours. But to believe Paul, to believe Muhammad, to believe Akiba when everything they said was wrong, well, frankly, is stupid. 
And it's your soul that's that's at risk. I mean, you can be stupid. What do I care? You want to squander your soul? That's up to you. So, my job is to tell you the truth. You can do with it what you want. Now, considering Dode's standing with God, it's hard to explain why so many billions favor the Talmud, New Testament, and Quran over the Torah. Why is it that the majority of people chase after false gods by romping through man's religious rubbish? Why do so many Jews, Christians, and Muslims claim that the Torah was inspired by God and then ignore it or abrogate it entirely? Yeah. Question. These are reasonable questions, folks. No jokes. Yeah. Well, Dode didn't. And if you want to be with him, and I'm going to tell you, there is no one that God loves more except his advice. That's why he began by saying, Asherah, blessed by me, is the one who accept his advice of the Torah and being observant, he said, then he is like a tree planted near an idyllic stream of flowing water, such that as a result of his beneficial relationship, Asher, he produces and bestows his fruit at the appointed time. His uplifting branches will never never wither, and he will never lack for understanding. In everything he engages in to show the benefits of the relationship, Asher again, he will succeed and prosper. Uh, Is more one three. Now, Yahweh and Dode both love metaphors. They just do. And one of the beauties of a metaphor is we can picture it. Yeah, it's something that you don't have to have a 175 IQ to say, I get it. You know, if I'm focused on the Torah of Yahweh and find it nourishing, it's like a tree that is growing right next to a flowing stream that produces lots of beneficial fruit at the proper time and the branches rather than sag are uplifted towards the light and they never wither they live forever and everything that that person does that is rooted in the Torah has benefits for the relationship and that individual's life will make a worthy contribution a nice metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's a very graphic way of explaining the truth. And it was written by a person whose title, the most common title afforded to Dote, was Branch. Shemek. Branch. Mm-hmm. What a lovely metaphor. That's, that's In his case, he is the main branch off of the tree of lives. That other tree in the garden? He is the main branch off the tree of lives. And it enables us to be grafted into his branch and absorb the light and grow and flourish and be fruitful. Now, you know, as for us and this covenant family that brings you this program and brings you the books and the website at yadayad.com, we've taken Yahweh's word. 
we've put our roots into the Torah. We are beside that spring of uh, river and stream of perfectly clear waters sent our way by the set-apart spirit. And as a result, we are fruitful. We are beneficial for God's family. And even our own lives have meaning as a result. Yes, we do it for Yahweh. We do it for Yehudim. Mm -hmm. But we're also the beneficiaries. I had a, my wife and I had a young man here for the past five days that, um, uh, seven-year-old, he's brilliant mentally, uh, but he's developmentally um, delayed. Um, He's a seven-year-old who, in terms of, of, Many of his attitudes and emotions is more like a three-year-old, but uh, he has the intelligence of a nine-year-old. And so we were counseling him, because he has Oshbergers, and we were counseling him on two things. One is that when you engage and do things, like bearing fruit, when you engage and do things, there's a sense of satisfaction that comes along with that. You Mm -hmm. become independent. You make a contribution to the, uh, the world. You feel better about yourself. But I said, there's a step beyond that. Once you learn to do all of these things independently for yourself and take personal responsibility, then you can start doing wonderful things for someone else. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, then your life is special. You become special. And that's really what Yahweh was offering us as part of the covenant through Shabuah and Teruah. With Shavuah, he enables us to be uh, enlightened, uh, enriched, empowered, so that we can bear fruit. And then through Teruah, we can share that fruit. It's the most wonderful thing you can do with your life. That's why I wouldn't wait if I were you and you're listening to this program and say, oh, i got 10 years. No. Make this decision tonight. Read the volume on the covenant, on the family, third volume of Yada Yah, what God is, is offering, what he is asking. Get in return and accept the conditions of the covenant and, and accept what each of the seven Moed Mikre represent. Come to know Yahweh. Come to know his son. Do it now. And then... Rather than just say, okay, well, I'm set. Thank you very much. Do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Devote your life to reaching out to others so that when Yahweh returns on Yom Kippurim, it's going to be a wonderful family reunion, that God's going to be thrilled with the homecoming. It's you know, for us, not just that you'll every please year God. We learn. Yeah, Pardon every year me? we learn something new. I was just yeah, saying, every year we learn new things, yeah, on the feast. Yes. I mean, there's a reason why uh, these books, many of them have been rewritten eight, ten times. Because we're constantly learning. And the learning is fun. I mean, it, because yeah. knowledge, if you make the right connections, comes understanding. And understanding is the most powerful thing in the universe. And the more you learn, the more you make the necessary connections and you use uh, evidence and reason, 
the more you come to understand, the more you grow, the more effective you can be while communicating, the happier and, and more enriched your own life. So this is what God is offering, and this is what we are recommending. His uplifting branches will never wither and will never lack understanding. And everything that he engages in to show the way to the benefits of the relationship, he will succeed and prosper. Life is best lived when our souls are rooted in the Torah. In this way, we are fruitful. We grow, but so do all of those around us. The phrase, as a result of this beneficial relationship and to reveal the straightforward and correct path to get the most out of life, Asher, he produces and bestows, Nathan, his fruit, the result of what he has produced, Perry Hugh, in his appointed time, Ba'eth Hugh provides another hint for us to appreciate what Dode has done for us. Mm-hmm. At the appointed time in the year 4000 Yah, the, the 80th Yobel, Dode fulfilled Pesach, Matzah, and Bakorum. He allowed the most political and religious institution man had ever known the most vicious beast in human history, Rome, to torture him on Pesach as the Passover lamb. And on matzah, he volunteered to have his soul be laden with our guilt and to carry it into Sheol so that it would never be associated with him or us again. And therefore, he was reintroduced to the light and born as Yah was first born, his Bokor on Bokorum. Bokorum is plural because there are many of us who are firstborn children into Yahweh's family, leading to Shabuah and enabling Teruah. Soon he will return to honor the promise of Kaporum, reconciling those who want to suka camp out with Yahweh forevermore. Just as Adam was instructed to work in Eden, Dode was asked to plant a garden uh, on uh, Zion, a vineyard. And so we are encouraged to be fruitful and productive, to till the soil that is uh, receptive, to pull the weeds that would choke out the desirable vegetation, to prune the vines so that they are healthy and strong. We should always be cognizant of the importance of removing invasive species so that good vines have unfettered access to the light. It is among Yahweh's favorite metaphors, going right back to the beginning of time with the fruitful and special trees growing in the garden and the four streams flowing out of it. Those who make these connections will never lack for understanding. God is offering a return to Eden. Imagine living in a perfect environment, walking day and night with Yahweh, sharing with him, learning for him, singing wonderful songs along with him and 
his beloved son going off and exploring the universe. That's what he's inviting us to do. He's inviting us to go from the 3D, three-dimensional construct stuck in time to seven dimensions, able to explore the entire universe. Why wouldn't you want to accept that? Particularly since God's not fearsome. He's not imposing. He's, He's friendly and supportive and approachable and loving and caring and nurturing. He's a great defender of his family. Lo on the bell is uh, wholly consistent with many of our own personal experiences. Uh, For example, every time I have ventured to convey the word of Yahweh and what would that would include, you know, all total now about ten to fifteen thousand radio shows and interviews. I have never once been concerned, much less afraid or rattled. I have never been played for a fool or been held in contempt. Imagine that. I mean, most people freak out with the idea of having to stand up in front of ten people to uh, to share on a subject that you know, they're well prepared to speak about. I've done now 15,000 hours mm-hmm. of uh, radio. Never once been flustered. Ever. That's true. Now, Yahweh is uh, very empowering. You know, I'm not certain that my diction is any better than Moshe's. doesn't matter. I'm certain that I'm uh, not as bright as Dode. doesn't matter. I certainly don't have the character of Moshe. doesn't matter. My view of human history from beginning to end is not as broad as my dear friend Yasha Yah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I certainly do not have the wit of Elia, although I do try with sarcasm. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I, I am auditioning to uh, to be able to stand side by side with uh, Elia, who I admire greatly. The fact of the matter is that what matters to Yahweh is, are we willing to walk away from religion and politics, from conspiracy, from patriotism, and then walk with him, walk to him, walk alongside him? Trust him. Work with him. We're willing to go where his words lead when they lead in directions that are very unpopular with man. It's a willingness to leave religion and politics and to invest one's life as part of Yahweh's family that matters. Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell you that Yahweh, when it comes to important roles that he wants filled, has a, a certain proclivity. When, you know, the world was, his people were choosing Shaul, who was big, tall, and handsome, and he was the goodest of the good. Yahweh said, no, nah, I'm going to show you the difference. I, I don't 
use the same criterion to choose that man does. And to show you the difference is that eight-year-old over there that's tending sheep in Bethlehem, that's my idea of the right person for the job. Mm. You know, the last person that anyone would have gone to if you wanted to liberate 600,000 Israelites from slavery in Egypt is a uh, an old 80-year-old shepherd, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah. You know, Moshe had characteristics that Dod, I mean, that Yahweh sought after. He had character. He mm-hmm. was a man's man. He, he didn't care what it might personally cost him to do the right thing. He would do the right thing. He defended his people. He rejected religion and politics. He walked away from them. He was a man of character. So there are characteristics that appeal to Yahweh and that he chooses and those who fulfill important roles because, well, there are certain roles that if they're not done right, really bad stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of those was with Moshe. Another one was with Dod. With as many times and as, as Yahweh has mentioned what we're doing with all the resources that he has provided for us to do this well, uh, we're in that same situation where very bad things will happen if we don't do this job well. Uh, God is equipping us to do it well enough to achieve the desired result. But this is an important part of Yahweh's message. He provides the teaching and guidance that we need so long as we're willing to devote the time to offer the most powerful and compelling message in the universe. Yahweh's Torah and his spirit enables us to succeed and prosper in everything that matters. I've shared with you the most uplifting branch in the tree of lives is Dode. Those who avail themselves of his life and lyrics are prepared for whatever life brings our way. Ms. Moore one four. This is not so with those who are incorrect, but who rather instead are like the chaff, which is driven away by the spirit. There is this myth uh, in religion that either God loves everybody or God loves uh, the uh, um, those who share their same religious ideas or. You know, whether God loves the jihadist or God loves the uh, anti-Semite or um, <laughs> God loves the everyone who isn't a goy. Um, the fact of the matter is that God loves those who are correct about him. And he disavows those who are incorrect about him. Right and wrong about God is all that matters. And if you are incorrect about God, which means you're religious, you're political, or you just don't bother, you're apathetic, uh, agnostic or atheist, or progressive, then from God's point of view, your soul has the value of chaff, which is driven away by the Spirit. The difference between, of course, the the Quran, which I am uh, exposing, and goddamn religion, and Yahweh, is... You choose not to 
trust what God has to say. If you choose to ignore what he has to say, if you even reject what he has to say, if you're ambivalent to what he has to say, there is no penalty. You're driven away. You're not going to be part of his family. You're not going to be a member of the covenant. You're not going to spend your eternity with him. You are driven away, but you're not sent off to hell. You're not tormented. You're not penalized. The Quran is that anybody who disbelieves Allah is tortured forevermore in hell. They pay a painful penalty that Allah personally undertakes where they're roasted alive for all eternity. Those who disbelieve Yahweh, he doesn't care about. He doesn't know them, doesn't care about them. There will be no repercussions whatsoever for them. Their souls will simply cease to exist. And so there's only two groups of people that God cares about. Those who misled his people, who abused his people, and for them, there will be a consequence. I, I don't like to use the word trial, because a trial mm -hmm. suggests that there will be evidence presented on both sides and that a jury will make a determination. That is not the way this will go down. The Malak will bring evidence against that individual. There'll be witnesses that bring evidence against the individual, and the individual will be condemned. And that condemnation could be any one of, uh, of several things. One is the person could be put, if they survive through 2033, they could be put into servitude and serve the very people and religions that made Jews uh, subservient to them will have to serve Jews. That's, um, that's among the best possible outcomes. The next level would be people who, for example, in the Inquisition or the Holocaust or on um, October 7th, there's a case of one 22-year-old man, Jewish man, that was uh, decapitated by the Muslims and then sodomized after he was dead. They took his head back to Gaza and put it on the internet for sale. Mm -hmm. When the idea found it, they found it in an ice cream freezer. That kind of behavior does not win an express ticket to Sheol. That individual who had that happen to him parents in this case, children if he has them, all get to witness the persons and the people that perpetrated that atrocity suffer. There will be recompense and justice for those who have been traumatized. And so part of the sentence that day will be to inflict the proper recompense on those who were savages to God's people so that the souls of those who were ravaged can get closure. And then that person is sent off to hell. And so um, I'm here to tell you that God made the decision that he is not personally going to involve himself in these um, convictions. He may take care of Hasatan, but beyond that, He's, uh, he's not involved. This is not God judging people. There'll be really no judging beyond 
what level of penalty if if you're one of those who is brought before this tribunal you need to know that it's one of three outcomes and two of the three are an ex are tickets to shield um, but he's uh, done the same thing with this as he has done with everything else he's delegated it to uh, to people he will support it he will have his malak engage to make the job feasible but um, it is the covenant members such as myself uh, that um, have been given this responsibility and personally I'm going to take great pleasure in the convicting the retribution that will be inflicted upon the Akibas, the Mamamides, the Hadrians, the Hitlers, the Pauls, and the Mohammeds. But I can also tell you that I want to go to all of those who thought it was <coughs> appropriate to mutilate <coughs> Jews on October 7th. And there will be a price to pay. And all of those who have marched <coughs> around the world in favor of tormenting mm -hmm. Jews, there yeah. will be a price to pay. And I will assure you that I'm going to hold you accountable and I will enjoy it. I've, I've always had this uh, exceedingly soft heart where I am opposed to violence. Not in this case. Yeah. Now, I'm not telling anybody else to go off and do anything that's violence. Don't. I want you to use your words wisely. That's what Yahweh chooses for us to do. Come to know him. Come to know those who are opposed to him. And I'm, I've said I'm the foremost expert on Islam. No one knows Muhammad or Allah better than I do. But I've invested True. the time to do these things. And I've come to know Yahweh first, so I am protected and I'm inspired by him, directed by him. And so I am using my words and I'm wielding them wisely. A time will come when it'll be more than that, but only for a select period of time for a select group of people. But other than that, use your words. Have you ever considered grain since um, Dode mentioned it? Well, particularly such as wheat. How the t tiny uh, edible seed or kernel is uh, compared to the roots, which descend in some cases six feet. The shoots, which are up to 35% of the plant. The leaves average 15 per shoot and the husks and yet most of the plant withers up and dies only to rot in the soil or be blown away by the winds this then provides a frame of reference at least for Yisrael on the portion of harvested souls based upon those or versus those who have been misled and will be discarded and it's a, a thousand times worse for Goyim. As an interesting tidbit, all wheat planted by men have six copies of uh, seven chromosomes, matching the number God assigned to the men who genetically 
altered them. Also interesting, upon threshing, the chaff breaks up, releasing the fruit. Grain is like wine and olive oil in the sense that the fruit must be crushed to be productive. I can't speak for everyone, but I can tell you that uh, I have um, endured my lashes. I have gone through crucibles. And my character and my resolve, my sense of confidence, is largely a result of having been tested, crushed, if you will, Mm -hmm. and having prevailed. It's how we grow. It's how we develop character. Mm-hmm. Like Moshe, he stood up for the Hebrew that was being flogged to death by the Mitzri, the taskmaster from Egypt. And he risked his life to stand up for him. So he demonstrated his character. And then when the Hebrews turned on Moshe, said, what right do you have? to help us in this way, you know, we're going to rat you out to the Egyptians is why he left them. But he returned. He developed character, a backbone, something that is sorely lacking in our world, progressive, particularly among uh, progressives. I'm just so saddened to see how they have foregone evidence and reason to embrace a religion that is so opposed to everything they claim to believe. Well, initially, misled by the spirit of the adversary and then blown away by Yahweh's Ruach so that eternity is free of them is what God is saying of, uh, of this chaff. So thank God, Dode is blunt. Yahweh found a man who wasn't afraid to tell us the truth, no matter whose feelings were hurt or whose faith was impugned in the process of receiving this message. Those who are wrong about God will not stand during judgment. They will bow down, and this was going to, uh, to, to have witnesses of those who were Um, hurt, that were abused, and there will be closure for them. Therefore, those who are incorrect will not stand upright during judgment, nor those who are wrong in the enduring community of witnesses of those Mm -hmm. who are upright, correct, and vindicated. What, God, what Dode is saying, and, and Yahweh inspired him, is that if you're grounded and rooted in the Torah, if it is what inspires you and what teaches and guides you, then you are among those who are correct, vindicated, and enduring community witnesses standing with Yahweh. And if not, if you are religious or political, then you are among those who are incorrect, who will not stand, but instead will be administered justice because they were Can I interrupt for a second? Pardon? Do you mind if I ask you a question? Sure. Go ahead. Um, You know, uh, Yasha, yeah, 45, 23, I think it is, where they talk about, you know, every knee will bow, every tongue confess, Mm -hmm. and it's just quoted 
so much. This verse is, to me, really special because it's the antidote. It's the lockstep that explains exactly what Yeshua The thing that people miss in in, uh, Yeshua 44 is that that context, and they want to quote it out of context. Uh, and yeah. in context, what it says is that that God is is condemning, He's exposing, He's He's bringing retribution to the religious and political who have harmed His people. And it, it's exactly as this: if you've been religious and political and have harmed His people, then you're not going to stand. You're going to have to bow down before those that you have harmed. And the bowing down here is uh, in front of the community of Yisrael, just as it is in Yeshua 44. Yep. So That's those awesome. who are religious and are political and have harmed God's people, the Roman Catholic Church, the empire of, uh, of Rome, mm-hmm. uh, the progressives today, Islam, the leaders of Islam, those are the people that are going to be tried, and uh, tried is not a right term here, but they are going to be convicted. They're going to be exposed and condemned. And while they're being exposed and condemned, those people that, that demanded that people prostrate themselves and bow down to them will bow down in front of an audience of the children of Israel. They will not be allowed to stand. But it's the children of the covenant, the, the survivors, that remnant, who welcomes Yahweh and Dode back home, who will be standing because they were right. They will be the ones who are correct and vindicated. While it's the wrong, the religious, who are bowing down. Mm-hmm. And all of them will bow down. Now, there are, at the end of all of this, there are a number of outcomes for, the, uh, for those who have... Um, been religious and political and uh, abused God's people. If you've just been religious, you're a victim of it. You're just stupid. Mm-hmm. You, you just they went along to get along. You never got to know Yahweh. There, there is no um, hearing for you. Your soul dissipates into nothing. The only reason that it will be brought back to life for a moment is if you were victimized by someone who is uh, being held accountable so that you get a sense of closure. You deserve that. You know, if you were a victim of the of uh, what Hadrian did to Israel, if you were a victim of what uh, Hitler did, uh, you deserve that. If you were a victim of what Sinwar has done, you deserve that. Uh, but th- those souls are not going to be sent to Sheol. They're not going to be uh, uh, slaves, uh, servants of Israel. None of that's going to happen. Uh, but so that's one outcome, and that's just the dissipation of a soul. No penalty, no reward. Uh, and then we talked about the three different ways that those who are abusive to Israel will be treated. And there is the possibility that those who were part of organizations that were very abusive to Israel, but themselves didn't rape or plunder, murder and slave Jews, uh, may just have the opportunity to serve as, uh, as servants for a while. Could be for a thousand years. Um, and then, of course, there's 
the those who were just sent directly to Sheol, they they were bad. But uh, you know, uh, there's no audience to uh, to witness their uh, their comeuppance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's the guys like Hadrian and and Muhammad and Paul and Hitler and Stalin and Sinwar and so many others that um, the Inquisitioners and the like. And yeah. uh, they're going to be tortured. That's just all there is to it. That's it has to be done to be fair, to be just, to have closure. Um, the uh, the father and mother of the little girl that uh, was uh, uh, not only raped but had her pelvis broken so that it was uh, painful. Who then, after being raped, was uh, had her genitals mutilated. Uh, how some of these Muslims cut off uh, breasts and, and played with them as if they were balls. Uh, how mm-hmm. they would burn children uh, in front of their parents. They would systematically cut off fingers and toes to inflict the greatest amount of pain. Those people are going to be tortured. Rightfully so. And uh, if, that, if that is offensive to you, well, I'm sorry. In fact, I'm not sorry. No, and you have the no wrong sense place. of morality or justice. There has to be a sense of closure for those who suffered like this so they can see that to those who inflicted this pain will be helpless while they endure ten times that amount of anguish. It's what has to happen and then dispatch them forevermore, their souls, to Sheol. Sheol is is really not a a punishment. Uh, Sheol is uh, just eternal separation. So there is going to be a form of punishment before they uh, they go there. So the phrase Baha Mishpat, which was translated as during the judgment, is interesting because Mishpat is a compound of my to ponder the implications of Shafat, making informed and rational decisions and ex- uh, executing good judgment. It addresses the idea of deciding wisely when dealing with the means to resolve disputes, such as Pesach and Matzah, leading to Bokotov and Shavuah. This, in turn, points the way to the Mikre, which is when vindication is achieved. Yahweh's covenant family is being addressed as Ida Sadak, the enduring community of correct witnesses. It is the fruit of the tree nourished by teaching and guidance that flows from the Torah. It is our highest calling. There is no job more rewarding or more beneficial. Although overwhelming, uh, the overwhelming majority of people will not only dismiss what we say on behalf of Yahweh, they will seek to bury the truth and those who share it uh, as well as what they have to say and doing so under a barrage of false uh, propositions, slanderous delusions. And yet there are few things more courageous or compassionate, more liberating or uplifting than pointing out all that is chata, misleading and wrong, particularly with man's most popular myths. Just as there is tremendous satisfaction in knowing what is right, and in sharing that which is valid and vindicating. It is not only the right thing to do when we 
are approached by that skeptical individual who is open to the truth, who wants to know, who wants to listen and learn, we contribute to Yahweh's family. We enrich eternity, not only for ourselves, but for a new covenant member and for our Heavenly Father. And if we can do something in our lives that pleases Yahweh, well, can you tell me a better way to spend your life than pleasing the one who is doing so much for us? True. Beyond this, Dode has answered a question I, I've long pondered concerning a request I've made of Yah since the moment I came to expose and despise Mohammed and Paul, Vespasian and Hadrian, Akiba and Constantine, Theodosius, Pope Pius XII, and his Fuhrer Adolf Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Sinwar, the Ayatollahs, Nasrallah. I not only want to be there to convict them, but based upon what I've discovered about them, I'd like to serve as a prosecution witness. And now after translating these lyrics, I realized that, uh, well, I didn't need to ask permission. That (laughs) Yahweh through Dode provided the answer in the first Mizmor Psalm. Those of us who have engaged in the covenant and who have made our lives count by being effective witnesses will not only be standing there uh, engaged, but these exceedingly evil people are going to bow down in judgment as we serve as witnesses. And personally, well, you know, yeah, well, obviously can be wherever he wants to be, whenever he wants to be. And and if he wants to uh, witness uh, us uh, exposing and condemning the likes of Paul or Peter or uh, Akiba or Mamamides or the like, and he wants to uh, listen, and he's welcome. If Yahweh says, you know, gosh, it's wonderful to have the covenant family all together and, and, uh, and the earth expunged of all of this religious and political and conspiratorial nonsense and return back to the Garden of Eden and let's enjoy the covenant family, then that's his right. And if he says, I want, uh, you know, these people to conduct these hearings, then let us do the best job we can, and we will. And he will afford us of the resources. So we're not precluding God from them. We're just saying that I think God's got better things to, uh, to attend to, uh, that he's finally free of all of this, and he likes yep. working with people. Yep. and. You, you get to a point in doing this where you become exceedingly judgmental. You come to mm-hmm. love Yahweh and you come to hate those things which are hostile to God and to his people. And so this is a very natural role for us to uh, move into. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can't speak for everybody, but I've personally gone from being squeamish about such a thing the saying, let me at them. Yeah. And right. What I'm witnessing today that took place in Israel and then the world's response to it, like that International Court of Justice and, uh, and condemning, uh, they haven't yet issued their 
verdict, but even to have a hearing to potentially condemn Israel as the victim, I mean, I'd like every one of those people and their high horse to pay a tremendous price for, for doing this. Yes. It's reprehensible. Yeah, well, now we are, by the way, we are still recording. We'll go on for a little longer here, but not uh, not terribly much uh, longer. Um, I shared with you having the the opportunity to help a young man uh, find out who he really is um, and why, why life is a challenge um, these last five days and to try to then uh, educate his adoptive mother and father. Um, I can tell you that, uh, that I'm not as young as I used to be. And uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to going to bed early tonight and, and getting my first really night sleep in a, in a week's time. So I'm not going to go too much longer uh, tonight. Um, but I do want to share a little more. Uh, we are still recording, even though we're no longer broadcasting as part of Blog Talk Radio and Yada Yada Radio. Uh, Yahweh and his assemblage of spiritual messengers uh, do not need our help. Uh, and could expose and condemn those men without our testimony. But it wouldn't be in God's nature. And why would, after all of this time, would we expect God to change? If God's going to liberate his people from Mitzrayim through Moshe, if he is going to fulfill the most important days in, in history, Pesach, Matzah, and Bakotam, with Dot, his beloved son, if he is going to convey his message through prophets, if he is going to use a, a herald to proclaim his return, why do you think all of a sudden God's going to say, okay, now we've come to the conclusion of, of this whole thing. We've got the whole family together. I'll take it from here. You can all just sit around and eat bonbons. Uh, now it's my, uh, my responsibility. I just don't see it. I don't think there's yeah. any chance that Yahweh's going to change. You know, if God's going to reach out to Abraham to establish this, this covenant with the Sarah, he's just not going to go off and go rogue and do it on his own. He prefers to work with us, through us, including us and whatever he does. And I, for one, would like to contribute. I love this job. I love working with Yahweh. No, it's fun. It's the most rewarding things we do in our lives. And that would be true for every covenant member who contributes mm -hmm. to the family and to Yahweh. The yep. highlight of our lives. Yep. Satisfying, enjoyable, nurturing. It's liberating. It's enriching. It's empowering. It's enjoyable. <laughs> It's that next step that we talk to this young man about. You know, after you become responsible yourself and you're right with God, help others be right with God. Hmm. It is what Yahweh has done throughout his Torah, prophets, and Psalms. It is what Dode is doing. They have set the example, and we should strive to emulate it. Now, what follows is something else we have learned. Yahweh knows his children. And other than those bowing down and, uh, and being convicted, 
he has no interest in the rest of humanity. This is uh, Mismore 1.6. Indeed, because Yahweh knows the way of those who are upright and correct and vindicated. But those whose path is incorrect will perish. This is so utterly profound, so completely misunderstood. I, it begins key. Indeed, this is true. I want to share a contrast with you. Yahweh, God's one and only name. It's not the Lord. It's not Hashem. It's not G-D. It is Yahweh. Proper pronunciation of the name of Eloah, God, as directed by his Torah teaching regarding his Haya existence and our Shalom restoration. The name is not difficult to pronounce. It's written with the same 22 letters of every other Hebrew word. If you can pronounce Torah, you can pronounce Yahweh. If you can pronounce the verb Haya, you can pronounce Yahweh's name. If you can say Shalom, you can say Yahweh's name. Indeed, because Yahweh, Yada. God chooses to work through people. Sometimes they may not be to the world the most alluring, inspiring person around, but there's someone who took the time to Yada to come to know, to acknowledge, to become aware of, to respect, to be familiar with, to understand. Because Yahweh, Yada. The way, Derek, there is a single path to God. The first step of that path is through the doorway of life, Pesach, through the threshold of our perfection, Matzah with the benefit being adoption into God's family, following his beloved son on Bakurim, firstborn children. Which leads to Shabuah, the promise of seven, where we are enriched and empowered, we're emancipated and enlightened, enabling us to teruah, herald. Dod and Yahweh's return shine a brilliant light on the way that Yahweh has provided for us to come home to him while exposing and condemning the religious and political alternatives. Pronouncing the realization that Yahweh and Dod are returning on Yom Kippurim, the day of reconciliation, so that a remnant of Yisrael can camp out with our Father. Indeed, because Yahweh Yada, Derek the way, Sadak, of those who are right, correct and vindicated, upright, righteous, and just, in accord with the standard, acquitted and innocent. Faith matters nothing to God. He doesn't care what you believe. You could be the goodest of the good. Saul was. And God said, no. I am, uh, I am pulling my spirit from him, and he ended up being demon-possessed. Mm. God's not interested in our good deeds He's not interested in our donations. He's not interested in our prayers. He is not interested 
and our on us being inspiring. He is not interested in anything other than us being right. Dode was of all things Sadak. When Dode speaks of Sadak, he knows Sadak. Yahweh said, my son is Sadak. Right. If you're right with God, you are vindicated. The way to become right with God, to be vindicated, is to accept the conditions of the covenant and to attend the Mikre. While those who are incorrect will simply perish. God's not saying that those who are incorrect will be tortured in hell. In fact, just the opposite. You can't be tortured in hell and perish. Abad means to be blotted out, to be destroyed, to be exterminated, to be annihilated, vanishing, ceasing to exist. Mm -hmm. So if you are incorrect, if you are misled by politics, by patriotism, by religion, by conspiracy, and you have not engaged misleading others or abusing his people, your soul will simply perish, ultimately fair, blotted out and destroyed, exterminated and annihilated, vanishing, ceasing to exist. What a powerful statement. Yeah. You know, and so we nice. understand this, but the reason we understand this is because we've had this opportunity now, 22 years of studying the Torah, prophets, and Psalms, and, and occasionally when we make statements like this, and then you read a statement like this from Dode, and you say, yes, that affirms what we've come to know. And we came to know this the same way Dode did. We studied the Torah, and we were inspired by Yah's Spirit. <clears throat> same approach. Same conclusion. Same pronouncement. The difference is that <clears throat> Dode was inspired by Yahweh, and you can trust everything he said, because nothing he said and anything he wrote is untrue. You know, where we may occasionally misinterpret something uh, and have to go back and correct the record. That is not the case with someone like Dode. But in a case like this, our conclusions are identical. Indeed, because Yahweh Yada knows Derek the way. Sadak of those who are upright, correct, and vindicated. But the Derek Rasha, the path of those who are incorrect, invalid, the religious and political, are going to perish, abad. They will cease to exist. So if you want to be Yada, known by God, be Sadak, right, regarding God. And the only way to do that is to disassociate from those who are Rasha, wrong about God. And then Haga, mediate upon, giving serious thought to, and consideration to the information contained in Yahweh's Torah, Nabi, Wamizbor. Well, I think that's a wonderful place for us to uh, end our program for this this uh, evening. Um, Excellent. I uh, did not mean to frighten uh, Israel with uh, our Jews with. This is your tomorrow. Uh, I meant mostly to gain your undivided attention. Yahweh wants your undivided attention at this time so that you listen to what he says, accept what he says, 
take advantage of what he says and come home. And that's the reason why we shared the fate of Yisrael and Yehudim over these next 10 years. And if you are a Goyim, understand your ultimate fate is worse than theirs. A higher percentage of Goyim are going to cease to exist over these next 10 years than the percentage of Israelites. Mm-hmm. The world's going to go to war with itself. It already is. Yeah. The mistakes that have been made in the Ukraine, the mistakes that were made with COVID, and the, rem- the ramifications of those uh, mistakes in terms of depriving liberty and livelihood and what it did to people's character and to the value of their currencies and their economies. There's over 100 countries that are uh, on the cusp of collapsing. Yeah. And the United States is one of them, uh, primarily mm-hmm. because of what's happening uh, around the world. And then the foolishness of the Ukraine, the foolishness of what's being said regarding Israel, the foolishness of allowing Iran to have a nuclear bomb, the foolishness of promoting a two-state solution that will be the next Neville Chamberlain achieving war in our time. Uh, this mad race to produce the most hellacious weapons and then rattling the saber so that those who have the most advanced weapons are seen uh, to be at war with one another. We have done everything in our power to put ourselves on the precipice of our annihilation. And Yahweh is the only answer and time is short. So please listen, Yisrael. Have a blessed Shabbat by spending your Shabbat with Yahweh. Please go to yadayah.com. There is nothing there for sale. There is no donate button. We want nothing from you. We're offering everything to you. Hmm. And we're offering everything to you free. And it's it's not an, an issue that uh, that we're issuing something that we have thought about for 15 minutes and this is the fruit of the month. No. We've spent 22 years, often 10, 12, 15 hours a day, six and seven days a week, to study the words of Yahweh from the oldest manuscripts, going back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, inspired by Yahweh's seven spirits, to bring this message to you. This is the most important thing you can do with your life is to go to yadayah.com and there's 30 books now on the shelf. Read them. Come to know Yahweh. Come to be part of the covenant. Um, Attend the seven Moed Mikre. And once you do these things, devote your life to telling others what you've come to know. Sharing God's message with all who will listen. There's nothing better, nothing more rewarding to do over the next 10 years. And then from there, we have all eternity to celebrate. Let's make that party wonderful and large. Well, thank you for listening. Happy Shabbat to one and all. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, uh, Kirk. I look forward to being with you all uh, next week. We are grateful that Blog Talk Radio actually worked uh, (laughs) as it's supposed to. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. 
and Miss Miss Leah and I and uh, our pooches are probably going to be in bed in uh, in 15 minutes because we 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 are too old we are too old to be parents for little ones. There's a reason that young people have children. Yeah. Well, may may you bless. Actually, there's really nothing more rewarding than knowing that you made a difference in a young man's life and that uh, he has a brighter future uh, because of uh, of what happened. But True. I'm, 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 I'm glad that we've we've done our we've you done our thing. And we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll make more contributions, but not until after we get a good night's sleep. Uh, good night too. Uh, but you know, even little things like that. This is important stuff. I mean, it's a family. And so if if you're not going to live it yeah. uh, and prioritize what it means to help a young person who needs help and help even guide yeah. their parents, then what are you here for? You've got to be consistent. Right. You can't just be words. You, 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 it's like Dode, like uh, Moshe. You know, it's like Yahweh. Well, talk the talk and walk the walk. Well, good night, one and all. We uh, uh, look forward to being with you this time next week. And may Yisrael, please, go to yadayat.com. Come to know Yahweh, your God. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night, guys.